Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Tenere, and this week we are joined by a great customer, former Ohio State tight end and Super Bowl champion, Jake Ballard. Similar to football, today's episode will be a tale of two halves. First, we discuss growing up in a small town in Ohio, being recruited by several colleges, and ultimately choosing Ohio State. Then we get into Jake's time at Ohio State, what it was like playing in the league, and how even though his career didn't go as planned, he could still walk away from the game as a Super Bowl champion. Then we get into life outside of football and how, like many of us, he's found a passion for the outdoors. He shares a story about his first whitetail hunt and how after a couple years, he's become a pretty proficient hunter who loves providing meat for his family. Please welcome Jake Ballard. Like I mentioned in the intro, we have the largest human with us ever on this show, <laughs> Mr. Jake Ballard, <laughs> former Ohio State tight end, New York Giants, yep. Cardinals, yep, ninety-seven point one radio personality, yeah, real estate guy, only, yeah, real estate guy, hunter. Uh, How many hats do you have, man? I don't know, but I actually also started a pool company. So, oh, geez, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. If yeah, you want to. so cool. wear a lot of hats, especially in real estate. Game two, um, managing emotions, you know, therapist, accountant, you know, all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially in today's climate, too. I just, oh, yeah. There's just, you know, I've been in situations with clients going through divorces. So then I'm like, I can't even get them in the same room. I'll have to call both oh. of them and then merge their calls together. It's just, it's funny. I, I, there's, I have a ton of stories anyway, but not different podcasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's on the, that's on the real estate local right. podcast. Bigger pockets got podcast. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you were able to come in, man. It's always better to have people in the studio. And, oh, sure. uh, you know, we got the video aspect going on right now. So that's awesome. And and I know we were trying to work this out. Schlegel, shout out to Schlegs. We were just making fun of you before we started recording. But, uh, you know, for connecting us, it was funny. Um, you know, I've been a high State fan since I basically was born. And uh, Schlegs, after he came on, I was like, hey, man, I really want to make Vance the place for Ohio State guys to come on. You know, we've had Cardell, we've had Zach, Schlegel. You know, we're going to meet up with some of the guys tomorrow at the store, too. And uh, he was, <laughs> the same time he texted Cardell, he's like, okay, here's Jake. He's like, hey, Jake, this is Jordan. Hey, Cardell, this is Jordan. Hey, Zach, this is Jordan. These are all guys I grew up in around the same age as me that right. were like, this is freaking awesome, mm-hmm. man. So as a lifelong fan, it was really cool to, to get you on. So well, Yeah, I want to pass it up. Oh, yeah. Excited. And he's a great customer, dude. So yeah. that's awesome, too. So, Jake. Uh, yeah, I like to buy guns. <laughs> he <That's> likes it. <laughs> he has more than I thought he did, too. We were walking around the uh, the warehouse there. He's like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got that. I'm like, yep. heck yeah, man. That's I awesome. I haven't bought in a while. I need, need to get back on that train. Well, you know where to go. Oh, I know. You know where to go. Oh, yeah. Well, man, uh, we'll get into all that for sure. But uh, before we get too far, man, let's get into uh, just who Jake is and kind of give if, if someone's not familiar. There's been a lot of tight ends coming in out Ohio State. Let's yep. go ahead and uh, run run down who Jake is, the Springboro kid, and uh, to where you are today, man. Yeah, I'm from a uh, town outside Dayton, south of Dayton, Springboro. Uh, grew up there with a fam, twin brother, two older sisters. Uh, pretty normal family, just worked hard. We loved competing against each other, playing sports. Um, started getting a lot of attention from football, obviously, and basketball, and ended up choosing Football to go down that road. Uh, obviously, Ohio State. It was down between Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, well, like, you, you got to make the right decision. There. On, <laughs> well, man. Michigan actually offered first, so I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Oh, so uh, Come on, funny dress. story. Yeah. Well, so what <laughs> happened was it was in the middle of summer. I think, I think it was 
before my junior year. I don't. I, I think it was before my junior year. Yeah. Um, I was at home inside. My dad was mowing the grass. I got a call from my high school football coach. Hey, Michigan just offered. And at this point, I have a decent amount of offers, but nothing. No sure. one. I'm really like really peaked. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. Not really interested. Um, I was like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Oh yeah." And he's like, "Well, your coach Peterson for Ohio State was recruiting. He's a tight end coach, recruited the area. He's like, listen, he told me to keep him updated if anything happens. If he gets off, we get. He's like, please let me know if Michigan offers. Sure. He's like, so I'm gonna call him. You stay by your phone. I was like, okay. So I ran outside, got my dad. Hey, Michigan just offered. And he jumped off the mower. He's like, yeah. that's awesome. You know? yeah. And my dad's a Cincinnati kid. He played football at uh, Xavier. Okay. Um, undefeated since 1972. Last year they had football over there. <laughs> anyway. Um, sure so we were all awesome. pumped, right? Like, sure. Ohio State fans, obviously. But, you know, they didn't offer yet. Everybody yeah. else was offering. Michigan offered. So I told him, we need to go look. Like, I already went up there for a passing camp. It wasn't like a recruiting deal but saw what they had but i was like we need to go actually up there talk to the coaches see the facilities see their pitch hour later high school quarterback not quarterback coach calls me coach roberts ohio state just offered i was like what (laughs) he's like yeah he's like the coach said he's i called coach peterson i told him he's like uh stay by your phone i'll call you back in five minutes so behind the scenes coach peterson called trestle said hey jake just called from my michigan and trestle was like well we've been waiting for this throw it we were going to offer him too. So he offered me. Um, so I went out and told my dad. He, we were both freaking out. Oh, like, hell yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> this is all the same day, right? Same day, within <laughs> probably an hour and a half. Oh, right? geez. So it's really hard to put into words the emotions. Well, that next, mon- or that next Monday, uh, I was in my high school fo- football coach's office, and I had a phone call lined up with uh, Lloyd Carr. Yeah. Talked to him for maybe five, ten minutes, and uh, really personable. You know, I enjoyed that conversation, but then – Talked to Trestle afterwards for probably 10, 15 minutes, asking me all kinds of questions about me, what I'd like to do, all kinds of stuff. You know, normal Trestle stuff, yeah. trying to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, before that, for those phone calls, my dad was like, I told him again, I was like, hey, we need to go to Michigan. Because we've already been to Ohio State, kind of seen that. We need to see what Michigan has to offer. And they actually wanted me as DN, not tight end. Okay. Which most schools wanted me as DN. Um, but I want to go to Ohio State. I was like, we need to go see Michigan, Dad. And he's like, why? He's like, where do you want to go? He's like, just say where you want to go. Yeah. Ohio State. Okay. Go to Ohio State. (laughs) (laughs) But then I had those phone calls. Then shortly after that, I committed to Ohio State, um, I think, before my junior year. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm interested that you said uh, DN instead of tight end because I feel like if you think of Carball, I mean, Harball is doing it now, but Lloyd Carr and the way that they did, they ran their offense before Rich Rod and all those guys came in. tight ends at Michigan have always been like the backbone of their program. Right. Yeah. And so it's a little bit interesting. I mean, Tress was the same way too, but you did have some speedsters at Ohio state, you know, from the wide receiver side, but oh, yeah. it was interesting that that's the way you recruit. I didn't know that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I love D I love defense, love defense. Man. Yeah. Um, most schools were looking at me at the end every once in a while. There's a school trying to recruit me for offensive tackle, but I wrote them off pretty quickly. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't want to play tackle. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I already feel like I'm a tackle at Ohio State, but I didn't know that back then because uh, we didn't throw the ball that much. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I love def- defense, and I actually was a defensive player of the year in the state of Ohio for Division Two. Okay. So, I mean, but I think playing defense helped me become a better tight end as far, in, as, far as being aggressive on the line of scrimmage and yeah, not yeah. being afraid to block the ends yeah. and really attack them. So. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, that's cool to know. I didn't know that. So let's get into it to, to your time at Ohio State. So uh, we're pretty much the same age. You graduated at 06? 
I started in 06. 06 at, at Ohio State. State. Yeah. yeah. Did you, yeah. were you early grad or? No. So that wasn't really that popular back then. Like okay. now it's like everybody graduates in December or January and yeah, then they yeah. go straight to football. I would have loved to do that. Sure. But, you know, I, I played basketball, love basketball. I always thought I was going to play basketball in college. I grew up watching Duke. I'm going to go play basketball at Duke. Oh, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's actually why Duke was in my top five for football schools because I was like, I'm going to walk on the basketball team. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But, no, um, <laughs> Uh, shoot, I just – oh, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah 06 to 2009. So my okay. last game in Ohio State was the Rose Bowl in 2010. Okay, that was uh, Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. Yep. I was say, yeah, it yep. was Oregon. Was yep. that – that wasn't the uh, – when what was – who was it? Who was the star in that game? I'm trying to think. Star? As for uh, Oregon? Or, 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 yeah. Or uh, no. They had LeGarrette Blunt. Yes. Masoli yeah. was the quarterback. Yep. Um, LaMichael James. Yes, was, LaMichael James. Is yep. the running back who was a stud. He played in the league a while. LeGarrette played in the league a long oh, time. Sure. LeGarrette won maybe four Super Bowls? Yeah. I know he won two with the Patriots at least, and then he yep. won one with the Eagles. But, yeah, he was. I ended up playing him with him in New England. He was a good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Well, that's He's cool. He's a horse. But How anyway, would uh, – <laughs> Just run. So we've had we've had a lot of guys on, you know, with Cardell. His his experience with Urban is completely different, but a really good comparison for me too was like with Zach, yeah, and and his relationship with Tress. And it's right. funny that you talked about like the Michigan stuff too, because obviously their family has is that All notable fame right. of of Justin being up there and then coming yeah. back down. Yeah. And, and what he tell us on the podcast that uh, Bush and Blecker called his dad and look, hell no, he ain't going to freaking Ohio State. Yeah. Get him yep. up here. Yeah. Yep. And so, exactly. And that's what happened. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> so it's funny. Like you know, you're you're. I mean, they always obviously recruit kind of the same the same kind of guys. And so it was funny that you know you have a similar story in right. that regard too. So. Yeah. And you know, I. It's funny, like Southwest Ohio, especially Cincinnati. They're not been a lot of Ohio State fans down there. They yeah. like thinks they think Cincinnati's the bread and butter of everything, whether it's the Reds, Bengals, you know, yeah. whatever, Bearcats. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. little brother syndrome. Any, but, <laughs> you know, we were so we were just outside that. Um, I grew up watching Ohio State a little bit, and then when they won the national championship in 2002, it kind yeah. of got more on my forefront and started paying attention a little more. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and to that point, you know, if you're not getting offered by them, you're like, well, who else is offering? You know, yeah, Michigan sure. was offering. I had some sure. SEC schools, ACC schools, but Ohio State wasn't. And then – Oh, I guess when I did talk to Trestle, he told me, listen, I know we're not early to the game on offering you, but I always stress to all my coaches, we want the best in the country. Sure. You know, and you were a guy we kept coming back to, and we kept trying to find someone better than you, right? Yeah, And sure. that just is what it is. Yeah. And it's at a, the end of the day, business, right? we didn't, and we also weren't going to let you go get away from the state of Ohio. So yeah. So that's why we came in. Oh, like, yeah. You know, you can understand that. If they like you. I'd be they... doing the same thing. I'd be trying to find somebody better. All right, we like this kid. Was there any better, better we can get? Yep. That's how it is. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, when they're not – if they like you, they don't want to play against you. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, and no so, doubt. Yeah, right? so that's exactly – that's right. funny. That, you know, that's like um, – you know, we talk about it a little bit. Uh, but D'Antonio, obviously yep. being a Zanesville guy. Yeah. He recruited Ohio pretty hard too. Yeah. And it's like you get all those guys that, you know, could have went to Ohio State but never right. received an offer. And right. then they got that chip on their shoulder and they yeah. want to beat the hometown – you know, the hometown school. So Yeah, and, and D'Antonio offered me at UC when he was there. And – uh I, they were on my list because I liked Antonio, and they offered early. But uh, then one of their tight end coaches, named uh, Mark something, I can't remember his name, he ended up coaching at Michigan State for a while. After I committed to Ohio State, and he was there at Ohio State for a little bit, he yeah. called me, my dad, and congratulated us. And he's like, listen, I totally understand. Oh, you for know what sure. I mean? He's like, "How are you? You know, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. You can't compete. UC was still in the Big East back then. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, but, for sure. 
Now, what did you, what, what did you, not that it matters at this point, but what did you come out with your star? Like, you know, the four star, five star guys? I, was a, or, I think I was a four star guy. Four star guy. I think I was like a top, top five in Titans in the country. Not that any of that matters. Yeah. I've no. seen You've five seen star guys, guys not do diddly. Sure. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Looking at Clemson right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that and guys I played with who were all oh, world sure. coming out and didn't even ever start for Iowa State. So, oh, for sure. Well, and you get, you're getting in a room with, Nothing but fours and fives. Well, you know everybody's I mean? good in high school. Yeah. You know? Oh, you're all league, all state. So is everybody else yep. here. <laughs> yeah. Like, strap on your pads and go to work. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Here, from your perspective, you know, looking at your time at Ohio State, what's been – I feel like that time frame, I wasn't, I wasn't as focused on the football side with school and, you know, being in college myself. But, like, what – during that time, the 06, 09, what, what was probably the best – your best memory from that – there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that happened that time too. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Tress first said this, he seen in Ohio State. They used to nickname him Big Game Tress because he really wasn't losing the big games, right? Yeah. He took his first year, ended up beating Michigan. Second year, won the national championship. Then was playing these BCS games, and yep. uh, you know, my first year we went undefeated, went to the national championship. Obviously, we know how that turned out for yeah. Urban. Mm-hmm. Sob? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, you know, he, they they kicked our our butts. The um, year after wasn't any yeah. better either. No, then we went and played LSU. You know, when I look at those two games, the Florida game got outplayed, and you'd say outcoached too. And it was, we were close at halftime. It was 21-14, yep. and we were moving the ball in the first half, running it. Then the second half, we just come out and just try to start throwing it downfield. Ted Ginn was hurt. Yep. So we got no one stretching the field, uh, you know, with world class speed, and then. Their DNs were killing us, and then it just got out of hand. Um, and then LSU, I feel like there's like four or five plays that if they went our way, we should we should have won the LSU game. I can't yeah. say that about the Florida. Yeah, yeah, I felt um, like it was doomed from the start because what get Gin ran that first kick back, yeah, right? Sprained his ankle. Yeah, everybody it was, tackled it was, him. <laughs> so Ben might not know this one. So the, the star guy, Ted Ginn, he's a freaking legend. I mean, yeah, he played. Yeah, one of the fastest players. He's in, Ever in the college football and NFL. That's Ted Ginn Jr. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so fast. I mean, he played in the league for probably 15 years. Even at the end, I played with him Cardinals. Still fast. You yeah. know what I mean? But this is our go-to guy. He, he was probably in the Heisman contention. Obviously, Troy Smith won it. Mm-hmm. So he's our big playmaker. Yep. He takes it the kickoff to the crib in the national championship. First, First play of the game. Mm-hmm. Right out so of the So we're gate. all going crazy. Like, insane. We're like, oh, it's starting. We're going to kick their, you know, everything. And everybody's so excited. They tackle him in the end zone. Some people are high, people are low. Our teammates, you know, celebrating Mm -hmm. in his ankle. They twist his ankle. Out. One play done. And then that really is like, oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that's what happened that game. Crazy. Yeah, Ted is a good guy. I played with him. And he was a a – his last year, I was a freshman when I came in. So he was a junior. Yeah. And then I didn't talk to him a lot. When you're a young kid, you don't talk to some of these older guys. I was just watching you. I was watching you back in high school make score against Michigan. All these oh, plays, yeah. you know, big games against like Notre Dame and the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. So I was quiet. And then I ended up playing with him the Cardinals in 2014. And I haven't really seen him since. So I'm like, he probably doesn't even remember me. Anything yeah. you know, like that. But first day he came in, he's like, Jake. Yeah, man. What's going on? Good to see you. Been, I enjoyed watching you play. You know, it's That's cool. Awesome. You know? yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a you know they preach the brotherhood, so it's really oh, cool. Oh, it is. I mean, I'll never and we'll we'll get to the NFL stuff. So I have the NFL stories too about oh, like sure. the brotherhood with Ohio State and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, so out of all that time though, what would you say was your like your what most was your memorable your your most pe- your your pinnacle moment? At oh, State? winning the Rose Bowl my senior year, sure. right? 
You had a hell of a catch that game too. I, yeah, I did. Luckily, Terrell didn't know. You know, he was just throwing up for anybody. I was in the space anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's funny if you look at that play. I actually started in the back, the backfield, check and protection ran out. There was like three Buckeyes around, and I was just there. But yeah, that's probably the biggest uh, take—not takeaway. That when I think about biggest moments, it'll have to yeah. probably win the Rose Bowl because that actually was the only only bowl game I won, which yeah. is crazy to think. Oh, know? for sure, for sure. Lost two Natties, lost to Texas yep. in the Fiesta Bowl that we sh- lost in the last ten yeah. seconds of a game. Yep. But so you were there for the '09 Michigan game, right? You were, you would have been there, right? You mean the big one, one versus two, 2006? Well, that was six and 2009. 2009, yeah, I was there yeah. at Michigan. So that was the well, that was the at Michigan. So I would have been the 2000. T- no, it would have been 2010 is when they had the uh, World War II throwbacks. Yeah, we uh, actually had the first throwbacks. Yes, were the white ones. Yes, um, I didn't really like the World War II throwbacks. Yeah, anymore. I liked ours better. Anyway. Yeah, so that was the first throwback games because Trestle was so traditional. He didn't want to do that, but he, yeah. let us, he let us vote in it in the beginning of training camp. We were like, yes. Yeah, so, sure. Now it's a custom thing. Yeah, right. um, the 2010 game was my – that was Denard Robinson year. Yeah. That was my first Michigan game. Oh, yeah. I sat in 4AA. Yeah. I, I could tell you what the band had for lunch. Yeah. The Michigan yeah. band. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. I hated every moment. Anytime they play that damn song, right. I was just like – Was that game close? I can't remember that one. Did we lose there? No, we, no, we won. Two, we won. We lost in 2011. Yeah, yeah. 2011. That one yeah. we won. I don't remember it being close. No, it probably um, wasn't. And then after that, my last one was uh, Alave's come out game, the revenge tour cancellation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eight block punch, 18. Two, two touchdowns, right? Yeah, yeah, and those both were on my end. So yeah. I, uh, that wasn't close. No, <laughs> that nope. wasn't close. Nope. Awesome, man. Well, um, Let's get into the hunting stuff, man. Or no, we we still got NFL. We still got. Oh, NFL. we can do whatever yeah. we can bounce around. I want to. I want to end it up. I want to end it up on the NFL. Okay, okay. it's cool. If if you're not in the football, skip ahead past the commercial. <laughs> right, but right. I can't have Ohio State guys in here and not talk about sure. football. It's yeah, yeah. Ben knows, so we I, joke about it. Hit him up because I know what you're going to say about me and football. Yeah, I'm not really in. I never really watched it growing up. Hey, I understand. You know, yeah. I was more into baseball. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jordan's like a Ohio State freak fanatic so yeah, yeah I'm a there's lots yeah. of those guys yeah i understand uh millions yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and uh so he he laughed and i don't know if you heard us on previous episodes but uh ben and i hunted together a couple, not this year last year well two years two seasons ago yeah. i guess at mm-hmm. this point and um <laughs> the akron game was on and i we're hunting and i like it's akron like yeah. we're gonna win this game correct but they I'm, scored first I, didn't they yeah yeah and i'm st- I, and i'm, <laughs> so like, and, and I'm losing your mind. <laughs> so, yeah so i'm up there and uh Whoa. we're hunting out our saddles and i'm like streaming the game yeah like, real quiet as low as my phone i'm like right here next to yeah. my face and i could almost watch it without sound and right. you know something happens i'm like like fit, <laughs> silently, doing the silent fist pump and stuff luckily oh. the uh luckily the saddles the way we have it set up you know, you're hunting on the backside of the tree, so all right. your shots are in front. Right. And uh, so the tree's kind of hiding me or whatever. Yeah. But Yeah, that was the night the thunderstorm came through, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So uh, give Jake some background on this. So that's happened. Thunderstorm comes through. We can see the we can see the clouds. I mean, we were a prime spot, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, we could see the clouds rolling in. I'm like, bro, we're going to get soaked. Yeah. Like, it's, it's raining in the game. It's going to be here before too long. Right. And... Uh, so we're starting to get down. He puts his bow down. I right? had my, I had it, I had my string on my bow, but it was still hanging there. Yeah, yeah. Arrow off. Right. You know, getting ready to get down. Right. Get the hell out of the deer. Yeah, because we walked into a mile, so yeah. we, you know, we gotta walk a mile out in the rain. Right. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, like a half dozen does come in. It was of course. A, uh, That's how it works every time. Yep. And I sent one. I was like, it was not the most ideal shot. I think I was completely twisted around. Mm-hmm. But he he was like, no, he's like, bro, like I, I'm, I can't my string, yeah, my, my string's <laughs> tangled up. My, my bow, I don't have no quiver. Like uh, I'm like, all right, right. Well, I was like, this is 32 yards, man. I'm gonna try it. Right. And uh, I ended up when well, I sent it right over her back. Yeah. I think I just misjudged it. Yeah. And uh, it's stuck in a tree, and we're like. <laughs> I tried to remember. I tried to pull it out and just snapped in half. The oh, shaft. Yeah. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, let's go." All right, time to go. We walked. We walked out in the rain the entire way. He's like, "God oh, damn, get that!" <laughs> uh, I was, I was, was pissed so because <laughs> we're climbing down, and I used his aider to get up higher on yeah. my first stick. Yeah, I've never climbed down with aiders before. Yeah, yeah. So I was upset about I couldn't get my foot in the stirrup. Right. So yeah. I was like, "Mother." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he was pissed. Yeah. He was so pissed. And I'm just like, I um. I think I had to jump down. It's a two. Have you ever messed with aiders? No, I have not. So it's a am steel right. rope. Right. It's got like automotive tubing for like the step. It's right. sewn in, but right, it's like right. autom- and so it's two step. It gets you basically your first true stick when you climbing stick is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've messed with those or whatever, but not yet. yeah, he's a big guy. He, he it'd be a little intimidating for him to be climbing up on those sticks. But well, uh, I, got, I, I was using a climber all year this year. Oh, not all yeah. year, but. I don't know. I will say they're overrated. Anyway, we gotta get you out of that. We'll we'll talk oh, yeah. about that afterwards. Oh, but, I, I've done, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but I think my your first stick is basically nipple high, right? Chest right. high, and uh, I just jumped down. I took all my stuff off and just like whoosh, and jumped down backwards, and luckily I didn't hit a tree root or anything. But he's like foot's like. Easy to climb up, but just getting down because they sit really close to the tree. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to get even your oh, toe in. Yeah, you I know? believe it. Well, especially uh, those hawk sticks that you were using. Yeah. Because we didn't have the tethered sticks at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of stick away a little bit, but uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> and pouring down rain. Yeah. While I'm trying so to then, deal with it. it well, fun. then not to mention, you're, you just your bow's tangled up. The deer finally show up. You came and take a shot. So you're like, I just literally wasted this whole day. Now I'm getting rained on. <laughs> yeah. I can't even get out of the tree now. Dude, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, just a lot of crap. <laughs> and you know that you have a 30 minute walk back. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> with 50 uh, pounds of gear on, like camera gear and stuff. He's worried about you. Right you're like, Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. that forever, though. Yeah, that was you like do. Rough day, but hey, you can't kill a deer at home, right? Yep. You no. gotta be out there. No, yeah. heck no. That yep. was a good experience. That was a good experience for sure. I'm, I'm bummed that you, you had some stuff going on. You weren't able to go this year, but uh, and I didn't end up even uh, applying for it. But, uh, but yeah, that was a good experience. But that all ties us back to, yeah, I was, I was streaming the game. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. I like to hunt. Yeah, I like Ohio State football way more, and I feel like that's why I started. Um, just football in general, really. Right. Right? I'm not a big NFL guy, but yeah. um, college, like Saturday college, dude, it, it, it's hard for me to uh, – most of my hunts are evening hunts, you know. Yeah. It's like I right. don't want – I don't want to miss whatever, but I think that's why I started so late too. I've only been hunting really hardcore like every year going out for about five or six years now yeah. at this point. And so it's like, you know, going early 20s, whatever, man. It's just like you want to watch games. You want to go yeah. to games, you know. Right. So, Let's get into, so you went uh, 2010, you get, we went, what, undrafted free agent, right? Yeah, uh, 2010, I went undrafted, you know, not a lot of stats at Ohio State, so I kind of figured that was going to happen. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You know, we didn't throw the ball, we had stud running backs, we had quarterbacks, uh, at least my two last two years were Terrell, was Terrell, great player, great mm-hmm. athlete. Yeah. Not the best thrower, anyway, that's why he played receiver in the NFL. <laughs> um, sure. But I guess he does have the longest run in QB history in the NFL with the Raiders. Um but no, 2010 was on the Giants. Didn't play a whole lot. It was backed up, backed up to I was probably like third string tight end, sure. uh, up and down and off the practice squad. And 
it was a rough time, uh, but, you know, just had to work through it. Uh, Kevin Boss was a great tight end to, to be in the room with, learn from. He played like eight years, won a Super Bowl with the Giants. And then the ne- my next year was the lockout. So I didn't even yeah. have an offseason sure. with yeah. this team, right? I didn't have an offseason really the first time either because I was still in college. So I'm excited about year two. There's an NFL lockout. I don't be – I got to go be in Columbus, you know, training the shoe or train the facility. And then 2011, lockout lifted right before training camp. So literally no offseason. I show up. Luckily, I've been studying plays, and it helped being there for one year. Sure. And Kevin Boss was negotiating back and forth with the Giants – about bringing him back. Then all of a sudden the Giants offered him some, I don't know what it was, but then the Raiders in the last second offered him double that. Oh, geez. Yeah. So he went to the Raiders. And I'll yeah. never forget, tight end coach came in. It was me, Bear Pasco, and Travis Beckham, who are all my brothers now. Travis Beckham from Wisconsin. Yeah, sure, he actually yeah. just got put in the Hall of Fame over there. Yeah, pretty yeah, cool that's, for that's, him. That's he, was, he was a stud in, high, in college. But uh, And the coach said, hey, boss just signed with Oakland. Uh, we're not bringing anybody in. So starting tight ends in this room. So I, they said that, and I remember thinking, let's go. I'm not, yeah. you know, this is my chance. I'm not going to look back. And ended up winning the starting spot. Played That's all awesome. year. Won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Um, brought the uh, hardware in for us to see it, too. Brought the mm-hmm. hardware. Uh, I ended up le- leading the league in yards per catch for tight ends that That's year. Awesome, dude. And it was really cool to finally start making plays and get the ball thrown to you. And, yeah, I, you know, we actually just had our 10-year reunion last year, so it was – Really cool to see all those guys, Eli and Coughlin. And oh, I'm sure. All those, all those Justin Tuck, all these guys, Brandon Jacobs. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty – I mean, it started pretty much like, you know, a lot of people see the big flashing lights of a lot of these high-profile NFL players, but, the, you know, a vast majority of guys are in a similar situation that you're oh, in. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, they're 80% I mean, are not those guys. Not everyone's making right. Patrick millions Mahomes of, money. Not yeah. everybody's making millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh, I was in and out of the league in four years, and – I don't. This is not for anybody to feel sorry for me. I would always tell. I was done playing football at 26, so it's not like. And I never got a big contract, and I didn't get a signing bonus. You know. Yes. Uh, I just tell people, you know, when they people like to ask questions, like, listen, I had a great head start. At other 26 year olds, oh, no sure. doubt. But there's a reason I'm still <laughs> working right now. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. But I want to trade any of that. Yeah, I would have loved to sign my, a big contract, but if I would have done that, I would have never met my wife, who I met when I moved back here, and. Uh, I'm so thankful for her, and God knew what he was doing, so I can't complain. Oh man, for yeah. sure, for sure. And, and like I said, to to be that young that young guy, to have a Hall of Famer thrown to you, yeah, to have the ring, right? You know, to have the experience in the big city as a kid from Ohio, yeah, uh, exactly. In New York City was crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. So it's um. I mean, that's like you said, it's a great head start in life and it's a yeah. great opportunity to, you know, to try to make something out of it. But right. most of the guys don't really look practice squad. I mean, yeah. are making league minimum, yeah. you know, and that's not enough to live the rest of your life on. By oh, any no, means. no, you can't so not it's stop like, work. Yeah, stop working. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun money. But at the same time, I mean, everyone would like to make league minimum to, right. for a few oh, years. Yeah. But then well, now in real life. Yeah, now it's like almost double what it was when I was playing. And then the new CBA just found out by the year 2030. If you're an undrafted free agent, league minimum's a million dollars. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. I missed the boat by 20 years. <laughs> but right? No, it's, uh, yeah, a lot of great memories. I got experiencing things you, I only dreamed of as a kid. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, and you got to beat the GOAT. In yeah. the Super Bowl, how cool is that? Uh, well, well, the Super Bowl game ha- wasn't the coolest for you. Yeah. I know some know, stuff happened. Yeah, but. I ended up blowing out my knee and. ACL meniscus microfracture, and so I ended up getting hurt. I said last seven minutes to go in the game, we're losing, we're driving, and we weren't losing by much. And I ran a route. Brandon Spikes was guarding me, 
I tried to shake him left. I cut right. He was behind me, pushing me forward. Quick, you know, little yeah. twist of my ACL, tore. And the doctors didn't think it was my ACL, so they're like, well, I think it's just your meniscus. I was like, okay, tape it up. Meniscus, not. That's fine. I can play. Yeah. They tape it up. I run it back and forth on the sidelines. I'm like, it does not feel normal. Mm. Loose. It feels loose. Yeah. You know, I, if you don't, if you've never had one, you don't know what that feeling is. It's just I know it's not right. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, now try and stop on it. See if you can cut. Well, I tried to stop without an ACL. Caused a lot more da- damage to my cartilage, and that's really probably why what made me retire early. ACL yeah. strong. I just couldn't run or block how I used to. But anyway, uh, I went to the I went to the locker room. So this is a Super Bowl. I got carted off. The sideline, yep. in the locker room. There's no TVs, no radios. I don't know what the hell is going on. Oh, jeez, man. All I hear is like cheers. And in Super Bowl, is different. No one understands. Well, they, if you think about it, it makes sense. There's not more fans one or the other. It's usually people, high-dollar people who want to go see the Super Bowl. So they're going to be cheering. Regardless. Regardless. Like yeah. cool things that happen. And, yeah, there's fans there at the Patriots or Giants. But you don't know why they're cheering. So there's massive cheers going on. I'm like, what the heck is happening? I got to see this. So I'm like, so the doctor was with me. He's like, I'll go try and get a cart. They didn't even have any crutches because Travis Beckham actually tore his ACL in that game too. So their crutches went to him. (laughs) And then I tore mine and did more damage. Anyway, he's like, oh, we got to go try and get a golf cart. So I'm like, F this. I start hopping down the hallway in my one cleat to get so I can see the field. And they finally give me a cart. And I'll never forget, I was in the cart looking in the field. We scored. We were up by four. So it was 21-17. There was like five seconds left. I get out there and I start seeing Tom Brady about to snap the ball for the last Hail Mary throw. Yeah. Gets it, throws it downfield. I'm on the far end, so I'm just watching it. Sure. And then I see Gronk go up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, do not catch this ball. And yeah. I, you know, <laughs> and then the ball hits the ground. We win. I <laughs> told the golf guy, guy driving the golf court, it was like, and fucking fly it. So like we, we go in the you know go in the store in the field. I'm on a golf cart and we just won the Super Bowl. But uh, it was yeah a huge um, display of emotion, wide range. I guess you could say for oh, me. Oh man, oh, bad. that day, not knowing what my knee, how bad my knee was. We just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah. What am I? How am I supposed to feel right now? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was still like I said. I want to trade it for anything or change it for anything. All right, everyone, we need to take a quick break from our conversation with Jake to thank our show sponsor, Toby Burdett, with Burdett Taxidermy and Legends Big Game Recovery. The whitetail hunting season has officially come to a close, with geese season still hanging in there. If you're in Ohio or the surrounding states and you want to get your late season harvest preserved, or you're like me and you're already looking ahead to spring turkeys, give Toby a call at 740-281-6435. But before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank Toby for taking the chance on us and letting us promote his businesses during this hunting season. We truly appreciate the support he's provided our show, and we've made a great friendship with him. And with that said, we're also looking for sponsorships for the spring season. So if you're interested, please email us at thepursuitpodcast at vanceoutdoors.com. Thanks, everyone. Now let's get back into the conversation. All right, well... You know, let's, let's change gear now. We, we teased it a little bit before. I could sit here and talk about football all day. So um, let's get into, obviously, you're quite the outdoorsman. We were talking a little bit. I don't bit. know if I'd say that, but I'm trying, He's getting to, there. trying to be. He's getting there. Yeah. You know, before we get into that, I'm kind of curious, though. I didn't have this written down, but do you see, like, a lot of guys that are at, like, a high competitive sport level, whether it be NFL, NBA, you know, whatever. Like, do you, do you know other guys, like, in the NFL that are into, like, the outdoors, too? I feel like it's... 
Yeah, I know a handful of guys. Like the adrenaline um, kind of thing. Yeah, and I, th- I think the, the competitive comes into it, but also like yeah. the you know deep ingrained in us of being like a man, being able to yeah. hunt and provide for your family. And then once you do it, and you, all the emotions and the adrenaline, and if you're in a stand and you see a you know deer car starts yeah. coming walking your way, it's just like something you, you can't describe. It's not. Yeah. And back when I played, so I I didn't grow up hunting. My dad didn't hunt, but my uncles did. <laughs> okay. Right. And I remember being traumatized by seeing dead deer hang outside my grandparents' yeah. house, right? Like in the backyard. And, you know, you don't know any better. If you, especially if, you're, if your dad's not walking you through that stuff. Sure. Yeah. You're man. just like, why is this, that deer <laughs> yeah. open yeah. <laughs> and bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I actually didn't get into hunting until I kind of retired. Uh, I had a good, you know, I, I have a couple of good get buddies to thank for kind of pushing me into that. Um, so I retired in 14. I started getting hunting in 2014. Uh, went out a couple times. We can talk about that first time anyway. But then I, I kind of just, you know, I was trying to transition to a new career, build a new business. Yeah, so I yeah. really just wasn't focused on it. And yeah. I didn't really get back into it until my good buddy now, Cody, really forced me out to get out there in 2020 or 2019. Yeah. And it, the first time we went out, First year, I went out with them, rifle season, didn't get anything. Yeah. Second year, went out, got two deer first year, and I was like, all right, I'm hooked. I went out and bought a compound bow, like, two weeks after that. Fought four days after that, got a deer with my compound bow. You know, so it just – it was – I was I, love in, it. I was in after that point. I love but, it. But Yeah, let's get in that first time. I, I, it can't be nearly as entertaining as Cardell's first time. Well, but Cardell, it might be. It might, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hear Cardell's first time. Oh, dude, you need to go back and check <laughs> I'll go, that out. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. Has yeah. he get, Has he taken down a deer yet? Yeah, he's several. Taking, he's taken more really? than I Is am. he eating them or he just – Yeah. I think he does, yeah. He, yeah. He's particular about it, though, because remember he was like, I, I usually like to give it away. It's like he, he'll get summer sausage and, oh, and jerky okay. and stuff, but yeah. I think he did say he made, like, tacos or something with yeah. some of the ground meat. I don't uh, think he was eating the backstraps, though. Remember he said that he what? was he yeah, was he was giving them away. Bro, tell me about it. I'm Give like, what away. are you? I'm Give like, them to me. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> yeah, he's killed more deer than I thought he has. Yeah. He's got um, – he's friends with the dude that owns Scentlock is what he said. He is? Oh, uh, that's who it was. Uh, Schlegel's friends with Scentlock, and that's mm-hmm. when we went out to Missouri. But yeah. we'll have to talk to uh, Cardale about that if he's going to be on the cruise, even though I did see he just signed with some football team somewhere anyway. But good for him. Yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. It was really – we were joking about his because he's a bow shooter too. Yeah. He's a Hoyt guy. Hoyt. Yeah, Boy, we got him. Yeah. Atta boys, I think, got him set got him up. But every, yeah. all the other stuff that he got over he's at the compound, shop. He's compound, right? He, yeah. yeah, yeah. And believe it or not, he's only like a thirty-one inch draw. Or yeah. I thought he was going to be like. Yeah. I mean, he's got these great big long oh, yeah. arms. Twelve like, gauge. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was an interesting conversation, man. You have to go back and listen yeah, to that one. I that will. was fun. But uh, so, yeah, you know, my first time was 2014. I just retired, trying to get my mind off of not playing football since I've been doing it since third grade. Uh, I got some land that I was allowed to hunt on. Signs of deer, you know, being all over this place. And I don't know what I'm doing at this point in time. I have a bow. I don't even think they measured my draw length when I got this thing <laughs> set up. So who knows if it even fits me. Um, went back in the day, found out where, you know, saw where they are bedding, see where they're kind of coming in the field. So I put my blind where I thought was right and, it, and put it right where they were bedding, which is not a great idea. Anyway, so I get out in the field at like, I don't even know, 5 o'clock. So wait, I mean, the sun wasn't rising until like 7.30. Sure. So yeah. I'm out there yeah, like, right. whatever. But I'm having fun. I'm like, this is cool. And then I'm seeing like just things are starting to move in the field. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, but they're just dark shapes at this point. The sun's coming up. No bucks, but there's probably six doe in the field. They're starting to walk right at my blind. 
and I'm like panic, like I'm like, what am I gonna do? And there's a big dominant doe. Just yeah, no, it sees me right away and is like, there's not something, something's not right about this situation. Sees yeah, that the blind. wasn't that wasn't there yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> sees the blind, just like staring at me. Starts you know, snorting. Should do the old foot stomp. Yeah, foot yeah. stomp. Yeah. Starts walking closer. And I'm thinking, at this point, I'm not an experienced hunter. I'm like, if this thing attacks me, I am going to be pissed. <laughs> I've been seeing these videos of hunters getting drop kicked by deer. Former, I'm like, former NFL star. Right. So, prob- so. Not, not a legal thing to do, but I actually had my nine. I had my SIG on my side. I'm like, this thing is not attacking me. I will shoot it. It's not rifles. I can't shoot this thing with a handgun. Yeah. But... <laughs> kept coming closer, and I was like, you know what, whatever. And this time, I don't know hunting, like I said. So, you know, hunters don't realize, non-hunters don't realize, like, you just think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for a big buck, blah, blah, blah. Not so I'm case. like, I'm not going to shoot a doe. Anyway, so I went back and forth for, like, it felt like an hour, but it was probably only, like, two minutes. All right, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to take a shot. Yeah. As soon as I p- picked my bow up, drew back, she let out a big yell and they all took off yeah but like just the adrenaline in that like short 10 minutes Dude, was I'm worth telling it. You, it doesn't matter what it is but I, I guess not enough i wasn't back into it until six years later <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean being successful definitely makes it that much better for you i right. think i mean it's it's cool to have those um to have those moments where you you get all jacked up i i get jacked up it doesn't matter what it is really right. you know and um to my to my detriment at sometimes but like yeah, you can't uh, you can't equate like what that feeling feels like with anything else, man. Right. Like, no. I think the closest thing I got to it was been like if you were the adrenaline dump that you get if you're like almost in a car accident or like something almost happens like real sudden, yeah. like that that immediate come down. That's the only yeah. thing I think I could like. I almost screwed up and you know bumped this guy at the stop sign or like whatever. Like right. I feel like that's the only thing that I feel like you can come down off of. Right. It. It's, yeah. Oh, I I haven't experienced any, anything like it. So I, yeah, we need it's to addicting. It. We need to need, we need to get AR to try it. We won't go down that road, but no, he he will never, <laughs> never. So we don't hunt for. She probably just. I would imagine she probably smelled you for sure. Um, fight. Oh, yeah, I mean at that, yeah, point, at that point I'm you, not worried just, about wind direction. You know, I don't know any of that. You know, so she definitely probably smelled me. And then I was in the blind, and I wasn't wearing black. I was wearing camo. Like so, yeah. yeah so then she's definitely seeing me moving, moving around. Sure. <laughs> But yeah. it's pretty cool. We had Chris Derrick on, who's the uh, Whitetail Product Line Manager for Sika. Yeah, and um, we need to get Carl Miller on the uh, the, the scientist, the scientist yeah. biologist that he was talking to at, uh, at University of Georgia. Yeah, but he was basically saying that deer see is it almost it's almost like three hundred, not three sixty, but one hundred eighty degrees. Everything see instead of us kind of being locked in and having our perif- everything right. is kind of in vision at the same right. time. By no means quote me on this, but he was talking about how they can move they move their head and duck it and whatever to basically move you in their, their vision to yeah. see like, to get a better idea of what you are. Yeah. See if you move it. what he say? It was almost like the world. The color spectrum is yeah. way different. That's right. how they see. That's how they perceive everything by moving yeah. their head around and getting different right. angles on you. It's like a right. world the world goes by them mm-hmm. in like a 360 degree. Like you said, with their, eyes, their eyes on the side of the head, they're seeing, you know, mm-hmm. almost like 230 degrees. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can't, yeah, like you said, I can't we barely see this. We're here. Oh, sure. So, so yeah, yeah. That, that was the whole point behind that. But right. it's, uh, yeah, she blows, she goes, man. You know that now, though. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> he knows that yeah, now. I'm careful, and I'm always doing, sit, I mean, I'm taking showers every time I go out. Not that it matters. It's still. They're still going to get you. Oh, yeah. If they want. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. You, you got to play the wind. I mean. Right. There's great, there's great camo companies out there. You know, we mentioned Sitlock and stuff. And I, it, 
you want to stack the cards in your favor. Right. You know, anything that you can do to kind of help better your success, I'm all for it, man. Absolutely. If some, if some guy wants to brush his teeth with scent control toothpaste, God bless you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go for it. If you feel like it's going to make you a more proficient and more and a better hunter, then that's your prerogative. But right. you can't beat the wind, man. Right. Nope. You can't beat the undefeated. wind. Undefeated. Yep. The wind is undefeated for sure. It's like women. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into, uh, so six years passed. And, yep. uh, you know, you're looking at 2019, 2020, yep. and you're getting back out. I know, uh, let's go ahead and get into that and kind of, you know, that first harvest. and Yeah, the first harvest ended up taking, uh, we were down up in uh, Clarendon. He had about 140 acres up there. Uh, this group of deer came in the field, about 125 out. It was rifle season. I had my Bushmaster. Took a shot, big doe. Uh and she just took off running across the field. I'm like, there's an ice smoked her. How yeah. she, and she went out of sight across the field, came back in sight, started walking down, and then disappeared in the tree line. I'm like, guess I missed. Shocked. Like, we went out, tried to find blood, didn't find any blood. I'm like, I guess I didn't hit her. Anyway, then somebody came sneaking, some deer came sneaking around us, ended up getting this probably little two- to three-year-old um, doe, just snuck up behind us, adrenaline flowing oh yeah man. then started tracking her and like i just love every part of the hunt right yeah. getting them tracking them finding them and uh i was so thankful my buddy and i've never cleaned, <laughs> cleaned a deer before and he's like hey here's a knife i'll tell you how to, and you know you don't know what to expect yeah, you don't know yeah. if you're gonna be like sick or be like i'm good yeah but no i did it that's easy it doesn't affect me at all it's just like another day so then dragged her butt out of there when found a pile of blood across yeah. the field. I was like, Hey, we got another one. Sure enough. Found this big, probably four or five year old doe. That's awesome. So I got two the first time, took him up to Byler's, a, a processor up in uh, Fredericton in little Amish town. And yeah. loved everything about the meat. I mean, we eat it all the time. So that was the first time. And then I was hooked. Like I said, after that, went got a compound bow and got another one the next, next week. Yeah. After rifle. Yep. That's awesome, man. What was, what was the, was that the Atlas that you were talking about? Yeah. The Atlas. The Atlas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had some land across from by the Hoover in Galena that I was allowed to hunt. And like we were talking about off camera, it's, it feels like they always show up. Right when you're about to climb down, they show up. Well, I was in a, a ladder stand hunting the back the backside of the tree in this clearing. And there was a little old cherry tree, and I wasn't seeing any deer, but I see them there all the time. So I'm like, whatever. I'm about to climb down. Sure enough, all these deer come out. So I have to climb back up. There's no leaves yeah. on the tree. And they come a little closer. And... I don't have a lot of shoot angles because all the branches hanging down. Yeah. Or a lot of windows anyway. And I'm like, all right. I picked one I was going to shoot. Uh, she walked out. I thought she was about, <laughs> I thought she was about 55 yards. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought she was about probably 45 yards. Took a shot. I th she dropped in her stance. Like, oh, really? Right where yeah. she stood and she dropped. And I was, it's just the feeling, just my heart. Oh, was yeah, dude. Going unbelievably, unbelievably fast. She dropped, the other deer went out, and I th I thought I kind of hit her, you know, in the lungs. She was kind of turned a little bit away from me, quartering away from me. So I thought I, like, just might have, it went right through her lungs, hit her heart, whatever. I walk up. I went, it hit the back of her head. Yeah. Went in the back of her head, out her nose. No oh, joke. Man. Yes. <laughs> wow. Crazy. That might be Crazy. the craziest shot I've I'll show ever you heard. pictures. It was insane. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, like, this yeah. is nuts. And, she, you know, she was obviously kicking a little bit, but, I mean, probably pretty quick for her. It yeah. was really, uh, yeah. Easy, yeah. really easy to clean that deer. 
So I'm like, man, I just need to try and do that every time, right? Yeah. No. And I told everybody that story. Like, oh, were you trying to? No, I wasn't trying to. I You're wish like, I would. Yeah. I was aiming for her head. Got her at 40 yards. Yeah, no. no I actually thought she was 45. She's 35. So the arrow was a little high. Yeah. But uh, so that, that was is- awesome. I told Schlegel that story. I'm he's sure like, he yeah. loved it. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, you went through the back of her head, her skull. That's what happened to me if I was shooting 295 <laughs> feet per second. <laughs> but it was nuts. I mean... Yeah, it was. Pretty what's the uh, what's the setup look like? What broadheads were you using? Oh, uh, here, he's got the, here he's got the picture. So oh, there's crazy. going out her nose. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, it's right through the back of her head. Decent little. You have to send those to uh, Jordan. I'll put them up on the video so people can see. Yeah, it. yeah, for sure. That's yeah. I uh, walked up, and this is what I walked up to. Just <laughs> wow. I, dude, the the odds of hitting something like, like one that. in a million shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wish. Like I said, I wish I planned that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was just using a fixed head, just a I think a three point fixed head, like a muzzy or uh, yeah, I honestly thing. don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, I've switched to mechanicals now, I, but I have not been out a, a lot this summer or this fall with my arrow, my my bow, but just haven't got anything. Really, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't taken a shot in anything, so nothing's really. So once rifle season came, I knew I had to get a lot in because, like I said, me and my wife enjoy eating it. Um, yeah. So I had to fill the freezer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that leads us to the next point, too. So you, we talked earlier when we were doing the tour there. You got the 450 Bushmaster. Yep. You um, got a 450 Bushmaster, a 350 Legend. Legend. My go-to is the 450 Bushmaster. Sure. My Now my – so I have an uncle or, I guess, cousin. Dad's cousin lives in Missouri, 100, 140 acres out there. Oh, okay, cool. Right outside of uh, – uh, where's Mizzou at? Columbia, right outside yeah, Columbia. Yeah, Columbia yep. Just deer central. Oh, I mean, it's sure. unbelievable. Yeah. 140 acres. He has three towers. He has tons of farm field. So, and he had beans there. has a redneck blind, a shooting house, tree stands there. It's unbelievable. Set up. And he has cameras everywhere. And he names his deers, right? So, yeah. all these bucks, he has pictures of them in this old schoolhouse on his property. Yep. So, he has the ones that we're allowed to take shots at and the ones he wants to grow a little more. And it was just, it's just unbelievable. Sounds like a whitetail guy, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's awesome. Well, out there, they don't have the straight wall crap that we have here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can literally shoot whatever you want. Yeah. So I was like, well, I need a Missouri hunting gear, uh, Missouri hunting gun. Oh, and I yeah. can also double as like an elk gun because I want to go elk hunting eventually. So that's when I got the 308 yep. Precision Ruger rifle and went out there, got right. a decent book, de- decent buck, uh, and then also got a, took a doe. So went out there, got those. I mean, I've, I've taken four, harvested four this year in Ohio. So I'm sitting at six right now. That's cool. awesome. And I might go out one more time. I don't know yet. That's awesome. You're going to yeah. get on. But we're, uh, what's January 26th right now? We got one it? more week. We got one yep. week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'd like to go too, but man, just life gets busier and busier as mm-hmm. the year gets on. It's, uh, right. Oh, it does. And like, luckily, I don't have any kids yet. But right now, a big reason I want to do it, I got. I had, my, I had to trade my old faithful truck in. I had a nice Ford F-350 Platinum uh, Super Duty, but the diesel's been killing me. Oh, I feel it. Killing me, and uh, it was time, so I upgraded. I got a pavement – not upgraded. I got a new truck. Yeah. Uh, my buddy calls it Pavement Princess out there. <laughs> um, I got a Rocky Ridge F-150 from Riker 4. They took care of me down there. Love it. It's way easier on the gas tank. But anyway, you know, it's virgin. It doesn't have any deer blood in the Yeah, t- it's not a real truck, truck until you got blood. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you gotta, I feel like i got to get that done before next year. It's I love a bad it. omen. So. Yeah. He's the, he's the hardy guy, too. Yeah. So there's the, the real estate agent throwing dead bucks on his Instagram. Yeah. Oh, you guys should have seen me. So <laughs> in Missouri, I took my wife's Tahoe out there. Love it. So when I took them both down, I'm like, well, it's either I process them here, and then I have to come back and get it. And I was like, you know what? I'll process them myself, but I didn't have anywhere to put them. 
I went to Ace Hardware, got two big tarps with some straps and some ratchet straps. I rolled up a tarp like a burrito and put them on top of the Tahoe and drove them back. <laughs> so the 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 antler the, the antler was poking out of the tarp. I had feet hanging out the back of the tarp, and it was just the faces people would show, you know, make oh, when I'd, I'd be just driving down, and girl, women would just be like, "Oh, like what is that?" <gasps> And they'd hit, like, hit their, the whoever's driving and be like, look at that. And, oh, my gosh. Dude, it was just hilarious. Dude, that's the best. Oh, I, my buddy couldn't go over that. He's dying. That's the best. Pictures. We had, um, I was driving the other day, and uh, a couple guys were, so I live um, in, like, towards Zanesville, so I'm, yeah. I'm always sitting on 70. Yeah. And uh, a couple guys the other day were driving. This was probably, it would have been, like, rifle time for, like, a lot of the Western hunts. Yeah. And uh, the dudes were coming back with uh, elk skulls on the back. And mm. it was like it was like two or three of them in a row. I'm like, all oh, these guys all went together. Yeah, like that's freaking awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Had it had the the um the hitch uh, like cargo transport. Yep. So they had their Yeti sitting there or the cooler or whatever sitting on there, and then it had the elk skull on the back. I'm like, that is like amazing. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I was goals. like, yeah. giving a fist bump as I'm coming right. by. Like, yeah, right. man, good job. Right, right, right. I can imagine seeing a Tahoe driving around. Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, well, do what you got to do. Oh, for sure. I didn't take my truck because diesel at that time was like 650. I was like, no. Yeah. 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 I tell you, it's. He's diesel. got a diesel. Yeah. 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 Bought a little Civic to get yeah. past the. Yeah. So I bought the Civic off of my. Uh, it's like an 09. Yeah. I bought it off my dad. Uh, it was my sister's um, during college. Uh, her and my brother went to Wittenberg. Yeah. And um, so there she's like gone. He lives in dc now sister's right. out and doing her thing and i'm like this just sitting there man i was like it's 650 i gotta <laughs> i got something uh, yeah right. like i'll take that right. 30 miles a gallon my truck right. only gets like 14 right so i'm like yeah like for sure but uh no and then so you're hunting in missouri so yep. that was the that was the first year kill or was it this well, no. year no yeah. that was the first one this year this but i year. got more yeah mm-hmm. last year i took down four so i got six this year and like I said, me and my wife, wife love eating. I love doing tacos. We'll do uh, deer heart fajitas that are pretty good. Yeah, um, you're like you're, you're a heart guy. I, I, I don't. I think I it's I think it's okay. It's not I, my yeah, favorite, I, but I'll, I think it's decent. I tried it. Yeah. I tried to do like Korean barbecue style. It was a meat eater recipe actually. Yeah. I have it on, yeah, the, yeah. on that cookbook, and yeah. uh, I just couldn't get over eating heart, man. Yeah, it it looked like it. It tasted. It was a little rubbery than meat, like right. real meat. But at the end of the day, my wife's like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine. Right. I don't mind it." I'm like, "Yeah." At the end of the day, I know I'm eating a heart, though. Yeah, so I mean, just, it was a little weird for me. And it's I don't always good. take the heart. I'll, I sometimes I'll leave it. So if I remember yeah. to take it, I'll take it. And it's not my go-to. Yeah, um, we'll do like venison. Um, obviously, venison tacos, any kind of steaks. Uh, oh, for sure. Venison bolognese. What did we do the other day? I can't remember. <sighs> I'll, of course, I'll you got to grill the back straps and tenderloins well, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna try. I'm, I got a couple. Uh, I'll go to. Amazing meats over in Johnstown. I just yeah. took the whole back strap, so I'm probably going to smoke one or two of those. Oh, for sure. But yeah, we we just love it. I eat it all the time. If I have leftover taco meat I'll, in the morning, I'll throw that in there with some eggs. So just some venison and eggs in the morning. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you're speaking our love language. The uh, I just had so we had Jen on this week. Jen Danella. Um, I'll yeah. send you the recipe before you leave. Yeah. But um, I was telling you about them. Those cheeseburger sliders that my wife, I Jen shared the recipe with us when we were talking with her. And I was like, hey, I showed my wife. And she's like, okay, I can get behind that. And so it was uh, like the King's Hawaiian rolls. Yep. Um, cut them in half. Yep. Put your, your meat on there. You're using like Worcestershire sauce, um, right. you know, garlic, onion, that kind of thing. Your typical right. browning. Right. 
throw that in, put a uh, craft American cheese on the bo- top and bottom, do yeah. your like burger sauce, ketchup, right. mustard, uh, mayonnaise. And, dude. Yep. I, I think sure. I ate, I think I ate half a pack of those this week between, <laughs> between like the first dinner. Yeah. I, I had like four sliders the first dinner and then we, we only did half cause it was just her, her and my, myself eating the kids weren't eating it. Yeah. And then ran, uh, like two or three for like the left overnight. And we used the white cheddar cheese for that. Instead yeah. of the regular, the regular American, right, dude. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'll try anything. It's good. Yeah. I'll send you that recipe yeah. for sure. It was delicious, and you did what? Like the little like spin off of like a uh, patty melt. Oh yeah, so she's got like a patty melt recipe on there, and you just oh yeah brown your meat and throw it in with the cheese. And yep, it's tomato. pretty good. Oh, you could do some tomato soup action with it mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't doubt it. I'm slowly trying to get my family, you know, I'll make stuff and. They love – well, first, you know, they're not hunters, but they'll eat some of it. They yeah. start off – I get. I've been giving my summer sausages that I get from Byler's, which is great because yes, they're is. not using fillers. It's just straight venison. Some of these shops would boo, boo pork and beef fillers and all that fat. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want a giant hot dog. This is what I want. This is a venison summer sausage anyway. So they're kind of opening their mind to it a little sure. bit. But, you said you got the smoker? Yeah. I'll say you're going to probably end up starting getting in the game where you're doing your own stuff now too. Uh, smoking your own, smoking your own jerky and stuff. Well, I do have a dehydrator, so I would make my own jerky. I haven't done any in the smoker yet, but I'm, a, I'm interested in doing it. So we'll try it out. Yeah. We yeah. had, uh, we sell some of the stuff to do that, right? The summer sausages and mix. I know we do the jerky. I don't know if we got the summer sausage stuff or not. We have casings. The casings. I don't know if we, I don't think we have the curing salt and all the stuff yeah. you need, but. Right. Yeah, that's what we were talking to uh, Scott and Seth Perkins with the Beer Butchers. You ever see them on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we sell some of their products in the store, and oh, that's cool. And uh, they're cool dudes. They they're selling everything that you need now to to make like your mm-hmm. own stuff. It, yeah. it, it, summer sausage is kind of like that gateway that yeah. gateway food if you're gonna like introduce right. someone into it. Like right. Cardell Cardell was talking to us about that too. Like his his buddies. Yeah. I'm, Cardell's from Cleveland. Those guys aren't oh, eating venison, and so no. he was talking about like giving his Those buddies. Those guys don't like animals. They don't like dogs. They're not doing anything, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so he was like, "Yeah, it's like it's kind of like the gateway drug, if you will, right. for your, his buddies to." Right. to I think that it. was the taco thing you was talking about. Was he made taco, tacos. Taco. And they're like, Man, this is good. What is this? And he's like, "Oh, it's oh, the yeah. deer that I shot." We prefer yeah. venison tacos or mm-hmm. beef. I mean, we love it. Dude. I'm telling you, eat it all the time. Taco night's always great at the house yeah. anyway. And when you slap it with something that you killed or exactly. you, know, you provided, it right. makes it even that much better. Oh, there's no question. That's awesome. Yeah. So then that leads us into you tagged this. I mean, we we were obviously talking at that point, trying to get some stuff hooked up. But then you know you shot your buck yep. during during gun season this yep. year. Last day of gun season, and uh, I have a good buddy that my wife works with. His name's Mike. He has this perfect little spot over over in uh, Granville. Okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. In between, like a big nature, four hundred acre licking park nature preserve that yeah. can't no one get hunt in, and then he has farm fields that surround him. So their deer are just crossing back and forth. Granville's, all the time. Granville's oh. got a ton of deer too. It's unbel- It's awesome. Um, I'm very jealous. Anyway, well, the same spot I went to the first day, I got two big does. I they were lined up in a row. So one shot took them both down, and they took off running in the woods. And I didn't. I know I got the one because she was bleeding bad, quick, yeah. especially with that four fifty. That's mm-hmm. leaving a hole. And not quite as much as the 350. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, so I'm like, I got that that one. I go back there. I got a video of it. They both dropped probably 20 yards from each other in the woods. It was awesome. And then I ended up hanging them in my garage. So I live in a neighborhood. And I hang, hung them back to back because I only have one pulley system. That's awesome. And I always feel like a serial killer when I come back and let deer because I don't want any of my – I have a ton of kids in my neighborhood. I don't yeah. want them seeing dead deer, being traumatized, and I don't need to hear anything from my freaking neighbors. So I yeah. make sure, like, yep. lights are off, hang them, 
whatever. Well, I have a door in the side of my house in my garage that looks right into my window, my neighbor's kitchen when, as they're like cleaning dishes off the sink. And I swear, I, the wife saw this deer hanging in my garage. It looked like a serial killer. And she just was like, oh. she went and got her husband by that. I like blocked out the window. So he didn't yeah. see it anyway. How does that lady not just accept the fact that you're in Ohio and there's going to be a whitetail hanging in a garage? In the garage, right. I mean, I totally agree. But, you know, I'm trying to be considerate. I sure. know my past traumas with deer hunting or deer <laughs> hangings. Yeah. So, you know, I try to be, con- I mean. Uh, it's not for everyone. Yeah. I try to be, you know, self-aware and conceal the dead the deer blood or whatever, deer bodies, carcasses anyway. Yeah. So I got those at my buddy's place. And the last day, day of rifle season, you know, my whole goal going into rifle season is like, I got to fill the freezer because I'm out. I don't have yeah. any more deer left from last year. So last day, I'm in a redneck blind, which is fantastic. It's With like a Cadillac. Cadillac I mean, right? it's, I'm like, you can't even call it hunting. I don't know. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's hunting, but. Still. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I still get a bigger rush with a bow and a, and a tree stand. Mm. And, but, you know. 100%. So I'm not seeing anything. And this is deer paradise. I'm like, where the heck are they? It's 5 o'clock. You know, sunsets at 5.05 or 5.07. But I look at the tree line. It's about 60 yards from me. And I start, I see something move. I thought it might have been a bird. But I'm still focused on there. And I see a big, pretty decent rack, high and tight. And it's moving up and down. Yeah. And this buck's just walking back and forth behind this tree line, taking his time, eating, grazing. And I'm studying it pretty well. My heart's racing a little bit. I don't have a shot at it yet. I'm like, right, please just come in the opening. And at this point, I'm like, man, I don't think I'm going to take the shot. He's decent, but not, you know, there's still enough time for me to get a monster. If, But, you know, I wasn't going to take a shot. Outside, just, outside a rifle or right. outside of gun season, basically. Right. Yeah. I wasn't going to take a shot. But then he came out, and this guy was limping bad. Oh, was he? Yeah. His front. His front left shoulder looked like it was, and if it was infected, it was swollen. It looked oh, like sure. a tumor was in it, and I didn't see any, you know, any holes in or out from f- distance. So I'm like, man, this guy's not going to make it the winter. And I was like, it's fine. This is be my first Ohio buck. He's Heck decent yeah. looking. He's a hell so of a buck. I, you know, took him down. He disappeared into some overgrowth. Okay. Got dark. Couldn't find it. Couldn't oh. find a blood trail. And my but I ran to my buddy's house. Guy had a little thermal scope, and he's like, hey, I'm telling you, where was he at? He's like, he's going to be in that tall stuff. I'm telling you. So I got that thing. Those are unbelievable, by the way. Just a little thermal scope. I saw the littlest of white in this huge brush pile walked in there. He was laying right there. And uh, I was very happy with him. He's a great deer. He's a good looking deer. Nice little 10 point, high and tight. Um, Oh, yeah. But then the, the thing that really pissed me I mean, a lot of people don't understand. I know you guys probably do. I love animals. You know what I mean? And I wanted to be healthy and yeah. happy i don't want deers to get hit on the side of the road but i hate when people take inhumane shots at deer this deer somebody took a head-on shot at him went in the front of his shoulder out the back and you can see it's already losing hair so it was infected who knows how long that yeah. was entry those super small holes so yeah, my yeah. taxidermist thinks it was a field point from a compound or a crossbow i'm like are you kidding me uh yeah that makes sense or, yeah, but, it's I mean, it's, really... it's a tiny hole. I mean, unless he was shooting, so. someone might have been shooting a twenty-two rifle at him. Maybe it was that, but who knows how long ago? It was probably a month ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, just terrible. Who knows how long he's been? Is that the bris- is that that picture there? That the brisket area? Is that where you're at? Uh, right here. Okay, yeah. So this is. Oh, so you're looking. So at that's it. the front of his, his gotcha. shoulder. I got you. you know, I have him hanging in my garage right here. So this is you know. Gotcha. That's the front. So. So he was facing whoever shot it. 
and he head shot on. him like right in the neck or like yeah, right head on. I mean, because it went just like me, you went in the front, out the back. Yeah, I mean, if you it it takes a it takes a skilled person to make a frontal shot mm-hmm. for sure. Like you got to be very particular about where you're placing it. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's but, not, I'm not taking it. Um, yeah, I, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I felt bad for that thing. But you know, I was happy, and it's a good one for the year. Oh heck yeah, man! Heck yeah! And uh, so I, I, I gotta get back to it though. So you shot him. That was the four fifty. That was with the four fifty. You mentioned something earlier that I'm interested in. Me. You said the three fifty actually so performed maybe a little better. No, no, worse, worse. Really? Okay, well, different. All right, let's start on this. So. I took Reed Frago, another yeah. Ohio State guy. Yeah. You, you text him a little bit. You yeah. know him a little bit. Oh, sure, yeah. He's a big duck hunter. Loves duck hunting. Never been deer hunting. Yep. So the first day of season, I was like, second day of season, I'm like, we're going out. I'm going to take you to my father-in-law's. He's got 40 acres up in Cambridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big deer country out there, too. Um, 100%. No, they're not. There are no big deer in Cambridge. Yeah, okay. no, that's, too, that's, that's a little Stay. too close. It's a little too close to home for me. Oh, yeah. Right? No, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm not – I already have the mindset going, I'm not shooting anything. He's getting taken the first shot. So, he had the 350. Um, we got – went out in the morning, didn't see anything. We were in the blind. I had food, food piles set up on Friday. All four food piles of the corn were, like, gone by Tuesday. So, they're they're, they're there. Hammer, they're hammering it. And so, we went out after the morning, didn't see anything. Went out and got more corn, placed them, then went and ate lunch. So, afternoon hunt, we're sitting in there. It's probably 440 – or, no, it's probably 515. Deer start moving. We're in a tight corridor with trees around, and there's a big opening at the top of this hill where the pile is. Sure enough, a deer a doe comes walking out, starts eating right there, and he gets lined up in the crosshairs. And he's like, hey, should I take the shot? And I was like, take that fucking shot. <laughs> I guess. So I'm, I'm look, I got my binoculars. He takes a shot, hits her broad. It's like perfect shot. We're freaking out. I'm like, yes. Oh, heck yeah. High-fiving. He's like, this is the best feeling ever. All this Dude, stuff. I'm telling you, man. At this point, now I'm like, all right, he got his. I'm going to get mine. I was like, you stay here. I'm going to see if I can get some to jump. Or I'm just going to – because where we're at, we can't see the rest of the field. Sure. So I'm, like, I'm going to sneak out the back. Maybe there's some over here. So I go walking, trying to push some. Um, end up not seeing anything. But then I stumbled upon his deer. So I'm like, great. But I want him to have a full experience. I want you to find the blood. We're going to yeah. track it. All that stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's part of it. It's awesome. Yep. So we come out. It's pretty getting pretty dark. We can't find blood anywhere, anywhere for that deer. Anywhere. Okay. And I knew where it was. And honestly, I didn't think about there wasn't any. I, there wasn't much blood on the deer. So, luckily, I saw it. I was yeah. like, "Listen, we can't find anything. I know where it's at. Let's go check it out." She's laying there, decent doe, still no blood, no, like yeah. none. And uh, so there's an entry hole, no exit hole. Well. Same thing my buddy did to me. I was like, hey, here's a knife. I'm going to talk you through it. I'll help oh. out if you need it. And he did great. Oh, I, mean? I was hoping it was the other. I was going to pick up my phone and start texting him. No, no he, did, he did I'm great. Uh, and I awesome. told him before he started, I was like, hey, if you get sick, I'll take over and I won't tell anybody. Yeah. This is what it's it is. It's an experience, yeah. man. But, I mean, so he started, opened her up, and the, the lung was shredded. Was it? It was shredded. So the 350, once it gets inside, but however – there's no blood trail. And the more I did research on it, I started hearing people say the same thing. They're shooting yeah. these deer, can't find them. But then all these deer are being found dead. Sure enough, right when we were about to get about to leave, we hopped, we drove to the house to wash our hands off, and one of his buddies was watching his house. He's like, hey, who are you? What's your name, fella? You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, 
my name's Jake Ballard. This is my father-in-law's house, so-and-so. He's like, okay. I just didn't thought somebody might be stealing from him. But he had a young kid with him, and he's like, hey, I told him about the 350. I was like, we couldn't find it. We couldn't find any blood. He's like, all these kids that I'm taking hunting, same thing. They're off the 350 Legend. Yeah. It does damage when it's inside, but sure. you can't find a blood trail wow. at all. And I'm like, well, it looks like that's going to be my wife's gun, or I might just trade in for a 450. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice round. It, it carries, you know, it carries a punch. But, shoot, if you can't find it, that, I'm not happy with that. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. You, it doesn't matter how well, well I mean, performs. the rifle performs. I mean, I'm happy. I was happy that part, part but – you know, I probably will be trying to trade it. Are in you doing uh, bolt action or uh, bolt action? Bolt action. Yeah, all bolt action. Yeah, my three fifty is a Savage. My four fifty is a Ruger. Okay. Um, but what yeah, you, I was what are you shooting out of it? What what ammo are you shooting out of it? Uh, it should be Hornady Horn Black uh, is my four fifty. That's the right answer. Um, Jason uh, will appreciate that. Of course, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like is there is there any other four fifty ammo? <laughs> um, and like then the, the three fifty was a uh, Winchester something with the. Uh, I can't remember. They got the American White Taylor in 350, don't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. I think that's Well, it. that's Hornady. Yeah. No, that's what, American yeah. White Taylor. Well, yeah, I'm um, on. yeah. But it's similar. I can't remember the exact name Winchester calls Winchester's, it. Winchester's, uh, is it the deer season? Right? I don't remember. Probably. I mean, like I mean, the XP something? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I could see the box. I just can't. Yeah, same. But I can't remember yeah. what the words are um, on it. But yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was just a freak accident. Sure. You can't beat the how light they are, though, man. But yeah, when we also when we took it back to my house and hang it up, and of course, you know, his wife wouldn't let it hang it in his garage. So I had to, my wife's like, fine, it can be in our garage. <laughs> we that. hung it up like just pieces of the lung just were coming out the mouth. So I mean, yeah, it, it did what it needed to do. Oh, it was dead for sure. Yeah, my, I mean, my experience with it, I haven't. I just shot my first deer this this season. So yeah, yeah. I used a three fifty legend. Yeah, and it dropped. Right, yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. like, but now that you said that, we walked up. You don't remember no, any blood. no blood. Oh, really? Yeah. But it it stone cold oh, killed him. Knocked, right, knocked, right, it, right knocked right her down. Yeah. You had that savage too, right? Bullet action. Yeah. The savage. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, with that that crossfire scope on it, that's that's the freaking ticket, well, dude. Yeah. Well, that's why I think I bought it. For, I bought it when it was on sale on your guys' website. Oh yeah, the yeah. straight wall. Yeah. Uh, scope. No, the the, the three hundred and fifty. Oh, okay. yeah, like in the spring last year mm -hmm. is when I got it. But uh, that's a good rifle, man. Oh, it, I, like I said, I'm happy with it. But that's just yeah. that's tough. It's already hard to find them. If there's not very much blood. Yeah, you yeah. got to. So, it doesn't matter how good the rifle is if it's not doing what you want it you want it to do. Yeah, and then it's. I mean, it's. But no I tell you, in Missouri, ruined me for Ohio because I oh, when, yeah. when I had that three hundred and eight. Yep. I. <laughs> That's a great you know, round. Three too. of hate is like my buddy who's a he's an ex special forces guy. He's a sheriff now. He's like three, yeah, three of hate. I was like, why do you call that? He's like, because you ever shoot with that, you hate them because it packs a punch. Oh, for sure. I shot that doe. She dropped. And Done. It, I mean, she was probably dead in 15, ten seconds. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. Same thing when I cleaned her, put her upside down. Chunks. Yeah. Of lung coming out, entry hole, no exit hole. I ended up when I cleaned her, I ended up finding in her opposite shoulder the bullet fragment. And just the amount of the the bruise from that three hundred eight. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. I got. I mean, it was it was this big. It ruined. Wow. It See, ruined. That's, that's the only thing about that. You're gonna be you're gonna be ruining quite a bit. Well, I mean, I guess it just as long as you hit in the right spot. <laughs> yeah. So I hit her. Perfect, and luckily didn't ruin like the back strap or anything. But let me see if I have a picture of. Yeah, you start getting that congealed stuff. It's yeah, that's, and I've never. That was the first time I actually processed a deer, which I don't mind it, but. In, so, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Are you are you hanging these up at your house while you're looking for that picture? Did do you guys process? Are you cutting them up and butchering, you know, processing it yourself? I just now? did the Missouri deer just because of the, the no one would take yeah. it, obviously. But now um, you're taking up the Johnstown. Yeah, I either took you know I took all my I took eighty pounds of the Missouri deer, 
Um, I kept the back straps and a couple other things and ribs and a neck for a roast. And then I took 80 pounds of meat and turned it. I got 24 links of summer sausage because I'm obsessed with it. Um, yeah, dude, that's but, a, summer sausage with a saltine cracker like all uh, day. Oh, I'll cook it. In a pan. I'll cook it in a pan. We'll eat it with the eggs. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, that sounds good. That too. would have sound good. Yeah. I mean, it, wait, where you got? Any, where's your stuff? I didn't get any summer sausages made this year. I didn't get anything no. made. I just got uh, primals, like sub primals. So yeah. I just did the roasts, and um, I got the the bottom shanks. I'm gonna do um, osabuco. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. And we'll try that out. I haven't tried it before with deer. I've I've made it with other stuff, but yeah. Um, I got so I got the bottom shanks. I got roast um, back straps, and I basically I I think the front shoulders I got ground into ground meat. Right Everything here. else is it's all subprimal stuff. Right. Yeah, that's what I wish I had it. I that's what I wanted. I ended up sending mine in process. Is what I do hunted on that Monday night. I just didn't have time to do anything, and it was warmer. It was warmer too. Man, so, I don't think I have like, a picture of. A, so this was the doe and just the crazy thing about the doe was how much of fat's on her back it was like you could, you could carve it off but I, oh yeah yeah this is just before i started it was way bigger than that like once i got in there and started processing yeah. it it was literally like half the, the lung i mean the ribs it was nuts yeah 308 it's definitely it would be, it's a it's an all-purpose not all-purpose that's going to kill anything in north america though that's for damn sure yeah, and it just hit off that back shoulder and shred and it bounced around like a ping pong i don't even know yeah so you mentioned uh you're, you're hooked now are you going to get into any other stuff or you get i mean you, you get into the duck stuff you get no, into I've the never been, i'd go duck hunting i don't care would, we're going know. we're going to go this weekend oh really yeah well yeah. geese yeah. but uh yeah i would do any of that stuff uh i went to hunting a couple of times i haven't got anything so looking forward to that this spring oh, um i'm already i'm jazzed up about that goals or elk i definitely want to go out on an elk hunt trying to get into any of the um lotteries this Put in for them this spring. See if I get any. What states are you looking at? Um, probably. I'm mean, probably gonna put in for a lot of them. Whether it's yeah. you know Colorado, Arizona, Wyoming, Montana, wherever. I have a yeah. my chiropractor, um, big hunter. Okay. He gave me all the all the material to like request and fill all that. Local. I really haven't even looked looked local, into it yet. Local guy. Yeah, local guy. He shot him out. Um, Dan Leonard. Yeah. Um, Westfield Central Ohio Spine and Joint. Big elk hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, you ever get tweaked? You tweaked up. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I could always use a nice tweak. I could always use a nice. Oh yeah, I, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. I need to go. Actually, probably a couple months. But yeah, so we're gonna try and do that. Um, I really want to go down to South Africa and hunt some kudu. Uh, That'd be fun. There's a guy that goes in the Buckeye Cruise, Craig and Pappas. He's South African, hell of a golfer at Ohio State in the yeah. Hall of Fame. He has a ranch with some friends down there. And he told me and Schlegel at the Buckeye Cruise next year. He's like, you come down and hunt some kudu. I'm like, what's a kudu? Yeah, yeah. And we looked into it, and, like, and he's like, it's so much better than venison. I'm like, well, let's see. You know, yeah. you say that. You're a little biased. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's great. Yep. I just am a little afraid of, like, some big cat hunting me while I'm hunting a kudu. Oh, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I got a big bucket list. We'll see if we get all of it out. Worst case scenario, I mean, it's always, I mean, being in Africa would be cool. I, I guarantee you there's a kudu somewhere in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, yeah maybe, yeah. I want to get over the access deer down there. I want to get yeah. one of those. I mean, yeah. That's, That's what I was gonna ask. Like access in Hawaii or something would be cool. Oh, that would be awesome if we yeah. had some couple of cats to do that, and some of the big ones down in Texas. And there's um, Taylor Chamberlain who we had on. He went to is it perennial, uh, um, the perennial hunting there in Texas, and they did access. I think he did all dad. 
Access is definitely Texas Access is on my list. It's really, I mean, in terms of like a Western, because you're going to get guided on that, right? right? And so I think, I mean, twenty five hundred, three thousand, or something like that for a trophy access deer. It's like, I mean, yeah, with your lodging and stuff. Like, right. I mean, obviously you have gratuity and tips and all that right. stuff, but at the same time, I mean, that's still a pretty fun. It's better than going to Disney World. No, no question, <laughs> no question. Awesome. Well, about be, bear or anything interested in that? Uh, you know, I'm growing. I'm growing the possibility of potentially going bear hunting. I don't know. I'm weird. Uh, deer. I mean, I don't know. I'm a big animal guy. I would go bear hunting, I guess, in the right terms. We talked a little bit sure. off, off the show. I'm just hating seeing all these videos of guys running running bears with 30 dogs, 15 dogs. You know, yeah. deer, right before you take them down, they're just, you know, peaceful. Like, yep. their mind's like nothing's, you yeah. know, then all of a sudden it happens. And it's still, hunting's very humbling. You know, I still, it's a, you, you, Life is precious. You recognize that. And I'm thankful when I do can harvest a deer for my family and thank God for the opportunity. And, you know, you're ending your life. So the bear, when you're running dogs or if with your, even if you're running dogs with deer, I hate the idea. They're just traumatized freaking and freaking out. out. Yep. And so yeah. That's the last thing they leave the earth and call me a tree, a hippie. What I mean, a tree hugger. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I, yeah. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. my view. I'm not going to judge anybody for doing it. And like you said, off the camera or off the radio, everybody has different uh what'd you say um well it's different cultures cultures right yeah, and if they're yeah. used to doing that great yeah so i understand and you got to do it for cats too and if you want to run them with bears great i definitely have the people who run dogs for deer i'm just like get out of here yeah they're everywhere yeah. figure it out what if you did like a baiting type situation for like black bear or something yeah like that? and if i would love to do it when i had a, like a bow right no oh, that's ultimate yeah not not a rifle if i do go i'd you try and do bow yeah, let's just say you get Pennsylvania will give you some opportunity there. Right. Um, I'm not sure where West Virginia stands on the baiting process. I know Nate, who's on our IT guy, he he's been trying. I think he's going back again. Um, tried to get it down with he has six five Creedmoor. Yeah, tried to try to <laughs> yeah. do with that and yeah. um, spot and stock kind of thing, West right. Virginia. But yeah. You know, you got Idaho stuff like that, where you right. can you can get them in their natural habitat. I mean, you're shooting a bear at 600, 700 yards. Right. That I would say that's even that's just as equal as shooting a whitetail. Right? That doesn't I mean they have no idea, no idea, and they just feel like yep. And so the next thing you know, they're they're done. And out like, there too, it'd be like the the blueberry fat, possibly like they're just grazing on blueberries all the right. time. Yeah, right. You get that crazy see. bear fat spring, right. spring season. Yeah, the spring. Yeah. Well, Bo did mention though too. We had. Bo Martonic on. He runs yeah. a pretty good podcast, yeah. and uh, he was telling us about it. it just didn't we? Because when you hear bear hunting, you're always hearing about the rendering, the fat rendering. Right. And he's like, yeah, it's spring bear though. I didn't really have much fat. Yeah. You know, it was all kind of used up while they were hibernation. And, right. Um, but he said that you find them in those open patches. Just you find a blueberry patch or some type of wild berry patch, they're going to yeah. be there until it's all gone. Right. And so. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, it, going out west would be fun. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm gonna try. It. I, I've been I've been pushing for it. Um, we, you know, Wyoming, Nebraska. Uh, I got like I set up an account in Kansas. I set up an account in Iowa to try to get some, uh, you know, uh, whitetail. Yeah, out there. Set up an account in, uh, in South Dakota. Uh, there's just so many opportunities in South Dakota and stuff too. So. I, I want to do mule deer. That's yeah, I was going to you just mule said deer. that, and I was like, mule deer, too. I didn't say that. Yeah, mule deer, yeah. mule deer is definitely on my list, for sure. For oh, sure. No they're just so majestic. I mean, yeah. it's that whitetail kind of. Right, right. I think they're a little bit cooler looking than whitetails, but that's just me. I Whitetails are sweet, but seeing that, like, just how massive yeah. those yeah. mule deer get. I agree. 
uh, just a world class mule deer with their rack. You know, it's freaking two or three times the size of a white yeah, tail. But yeah, they're they're sweet, but kind of just like the short chubby guys though, like the mule deer. Like yeah. where you get a big white tail, like that's a that's a stag. Look at that. Oh thing, yeah, right? man. for sure, for sure. Oh, the red stag. I want to get out. You know, go down to New Zealand. That'd be awesome too. Red stag yeah, stuff. Red stag. Oh, dude. Oh, get her done. Yeah, I just let's see if I have unlimited bankroll in ten years. <laughs> you just do all this stuff. I tell you what, with, with the, some of the people that show up on that buck hike cruise, man, you just start bumping some right elbows. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Flash that Super Bowl ring. You yeah. Know, like how many of my high state colleagues have one of these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long we're going, but I know we co- we covered quite a good bit. You know, it's it's lunchtime. We're talking about all this food. I'm ready to get going. But uh, thanks again, man, for yeah. coming over. We appreciate it. I know, it, like I said, it's always fun to get these Buckeyes in. I know a lot of people are fans like myself, and it's cool to, to take someone that's been in a position like yourself and kind of humanize them a little bit. And, you know, right. you're just a guy that's trying to – you have your first-time hunting experiences just like yep. Ben, just like myself. And right. it's, it's cool to, to cool to humanize again, to say right. that, just to – to give people a better perspective of who you are. So. Yeah, of course. Have fun anytime. Sweet, man. Appreciate you. Yep. All right, everyone. That is all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jake. We had a great time talking with him about his experiences, not only in football, but also in the Whitetail Woods. And we certainly look forward to continuing to build a great relationship with him as he grows as an outdoorsman. As always, we appreciate you listening. And until next time, enjoy the pursuit.